Welcome to Express Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are a ministry of Arizona Message Ministry, the message to the number two dot US. We are supported financially by HaribouBooks.com. Make sure you go on there, buy some of the books that are there, donate them to your school, donate them to your church, donate them to your library so we can get the message of hope and the message of encouragement out. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, and thank you for joining us. Another great Sunday, the week after Resurrection Sunday, and we're so happy that you've joined us in the Express Church Experience, church at your time, where you receive it, in your home, your car, at work, wherever you need an encouraging word from the uh, Holy Word of God. We're just so glad that you tune in. And we always ask that You keep us in prayer, keep the ministry in prayer, keep Jeff and Blue Exit Audio in prayer. He continues to open up his recording studio every Sunday so that we can uh, present the message here for this 30 minute time that we have together. My mom said her dearest friend who's 98 years old is ill. She's been a mother to many, a grandmother to many. And so let's keep Mrs. Pavlik in our prayers keep people still in the prayers. We're coming out of coronavirus, but we still have illness and we still have sickness. We still have sadness. We still have hurt and we still have struggles. So let's keep those people who are struggling in your prayers. If you like this message, please feel free to share it. Share it, uh, especially as we're praying for a 98 year old uh, mother of many who is uh, recovering. That's a great blessing that we have somebody that's been around and has the history of 98 years and the encouragement that she continues to have. So feel free to share this message. Uh, You can also hear it on Apple Podcast, uh, Podbeam, anywhere that you receive your podcast. Subscribe to this YouTube channel and subscribe to the Podbeam Express Church, Express with an X, not with an E, Express Church podcast. Last Sunday on our Resurrection Sunday message was based on 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. And the Apostle Paul was talking about the number of witnesses there were to the resurrection that he wanted to put in his list. And for those that may just be tuning in the first time, I'm an attorney. So when we start talking about witnesses, uh, it, it brings me to my court experience. And, and what is needed to win a case. And in this case, Paul was winning a case for the resurrection. And so he was listing his people, Peter, James, the apostles, the disciples, 500 brothers at one time. And Paul said, lastly, to him who was abnormally born. And so I got into this week still talking about it. And I was going between two messages. One message was, are you a credible witness and the second message was are you under subpoena from heaven so I was going back and forth and talking to various different theologians about the topic and we laid down today with are you a credible witness are you a credible witness the other message hasn't gone away it's just going to come up on another uh, another week or so and as I said I'm an attorney been involved in the justice system for over 40 years. I'm obviously also have my ministry. 
in an American justice system. I've been involved in thousands of cases. And the most important thing you need to win a trial, win a jury verdict, is to have credible witnesses. Credible witnesses. And I believe the same is true for the kingdom of God. And so what I wanted to look at is what is the case for the kingdom of God. See, we all we have the first thing we have to do is understand what is our case that we are trying to present to other people. You could be the best credible witness, you could have be the most truthful person, but if you don't have the facts for the case, you are irrelevant to that case. So I want to talk about what is the case that we as witnesses for the kingdom of God should be presenting. That, that uh, case begins with that God, the Father Almighty, was the maker of the heaven and the earth. That Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin Mary. That's the case that we are presenting. And I ask you, are you a credible witness to that case? The case goes on. He was he suffered under Pontius Pilate was crucified, died and was buried. That's the case we are presenting. But the biggest part of that case, the crescendo of that case is on the third day. He rose again. He ascended into heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the father. He from from there, he will come again to judge the living and the dead. That is the case that we are presenting to the world, the case for the kingdom of God, the case for the resurrection of Jesus. This is what I believe. And I hope that everybody who, who knows me knows that I believe that. I hope that everybody who sees me, everybody who talks to me can understand that my frame of life and my walk in life is based on that belief. It's based if we continue on with the case. It's based that we believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in unity of spirit. We believe that, that, that in the resurrection of the dead, we believe that we're going to have a place in heaven, a seat with the Lord to live with him forever and ever. That's our case. That's a very simple case. But the biggest question we have is, are you a credible witness to present that case? Are you a credible witness. That's what every Christian should be saying. Everyone that believes in Christ believes that in Christ crucified and believes in Christ's resurrection and believes in Christ everlasting. Our testimony should be that's the game changer. When you believe in Christ and you believe in the crucifixion of and you believe in the forgiveness of your sins and you believe in the resurrection of your body, if, if you believe in that, it will change your life forever. It will give you a whole perspective on life that you never had before. That's my testimony. And that's some, I hope it's going to be your testimony. I hope you can go out and tell somebody just as as the word, as we always say in various different churches, just each one reach one, each one reach one. And I was taught looking at the list that Paul had. There was a few more people that he had he had off his list, but I'm going to say use the number 600. Paul said it, that Jesus appeared to 500 brothers at one time and then he listed some other people. So I'm going to round it up to 600 people and, and those 600 people put in motion 
the transformation and the believing of two billion people 2,000 years later. I'm hoping that you understand how phenomenal it was that five to 600 people 2,000 years ago, because of their credible testimony, transformed the lives of two billion people 2,000 years later. Are you a credible witness? Are you a credible witness? And I see people every day that need to have that game changer, need to have that tr life transformation that comes in and know in knowing Christ Jesus. And I'm gonna ask anybody that's watching here today, if you know, do you know somebody? Do you know somebody who's frustrated with the way of their life? Do you know somebody who's frustrated in their marriage? I see it all day and every day in my law practice. Do you see somebody who's frustrated with their job? Do you see somebody frustrated with their lot in life, their place in society, wishing that they had more? People who are frustrated with the way people are treating them. I was coming in to, to, this, to hear, this, the, hear and present this message today and a song came on it was called titled Mean Girls and I was at a stop sign at coming to, to, this, to the studio and I text my wife and said Mean Girls and I know she's probably thinking I, there's something strange with my husband that I get a text that says Mean Girls but that was a song that came on Christian radio this morning and the message was my worth is more important than their words. Oh, I'm hoping somebody hears that today because I think somebody needed to hear that. So I wanted to tell them my worth comes from heaven. My worth comes from the fact that God loves me. My worth comes from the fact that I have faith in him, not in humanity. My faith comes from the fact that my self-worth comes from I, because I am created in the image of the Most High God. And it doesn't matter what anybody else wants to say. Words cannot touch my wealth. Oh man, I hope I get a amen out of that this morning. Do you know somebody? Do you know somebody who needs to hear the case for the kingdom of heaven? Now I talked about the two billion people who were transformed by the five to 600 people 2,000 years ago, but there's still five billion people who still have not professed that the resurrection of Christ Jesus, there's still five billion people in the world that we can reach that need to hear the case of the kingdom of heaven. They need to know and feel the love of God. They need to know that God so loved them that he gave his only son. They need to know that whoever believes in him will never perish but have everlasting life? Do you know somebody that needs to know that God wants the best for them? I'm asking you, do you know somebody that needs to know the power of God can make things happen, can make things change? Do you know somebody who, who ha under, has to understand that what God wants them, wants for them, is for his will, his way, and his glory to shine through them on earth as it is in heaven? Do you know somebody in that situation? Then that's the person who needs to hear credible testimony for the kingdom of heaven. So my question to you is, are you 
a credible witness. Are you a credible witness? I keep on going because I'm trying to get the audience listening to this today to kind of write somebody's name down. Do you know somebody who's frustrated, angry, afraid, saddened by life? Are you ready to give that person their testimony? In the lost, lonely, and hurting world, Jesus is looking for credible witnesses. He already presented his case. Somebody, he presented his case. The disciples heard it. The disciples witnessed it. But now we need the new generation, the next group of people to be credible witnesses. Now, how important is a credible witness? We're going to now jump in since we're in God, we're talking about God's holy word. Proverbs 14. Let's turn to Proverbs 14. We used to say when you got we used to say when you got your Bible going and your Bible out there, say amen, but there's nobody in the studio, so I'm hoping that you got your you have your Bibles turn to Proverbs 14. And Proverbs 14 verses 25 and 26 says a truthful witness saves lives, but a false witness is deceitful. He who fears the Lord has a secure fortress and for his children, it will be a refuge. That's, that's Proverbs 14. Proverbs 14 is telling us a truthful witness, I say a credible witness saves lives, but somebody who's living in deceit and somebody who is spreading lies is a false witness. What does a credible witness look like? A credible witness is somebody who has nothing to gain, somebody that, that, whose testimony is there's nothing in it for me. A, a, but then a lying witness is somebody who wants to condemn. A lying witness is somebody who uh, does not want to live or say the truth. Uh, a false witness is somebody who's afraid of the truth. Oh man, I, I'm wondering if somebody needs to hear this message. A false witness is somebody who's afraid of the truth because a truthful witness will save lives. A truthful witness is somebody who's going to put, put pat, people on the path to the kingdom of heaven. That's a truthful witness. And I'm, and I'm hoping from this day to the day that I go, take my place in the resurrection of the dead and the life everlasting, that people view me as a truthful and credible witness for the kingdom of heaven. Truthful witness is not only what you say, but the power of a truthful witness is also how you act. It is important to set your heart, your mind, and your soul to always speak the truth. It is also very important to set your heart and your mind and your soul to be the person who people look at and they see that you live by the truth. Actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. I know everybody's probably heard that statement before, but it is probably most true when it comes to presenting the case for the kingdom of God. Actions speak louder than words. A truthful witness saves lives, but a false witness is deceitful. He who fears the Lord 
has a secure fortress and his children, will, it will be a refuge. I want my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren and those that come on 2,000 years later who have heard the message passed down to them that have that secure uh, fortress in the word of God, the truth of his holy word. Proverbs 14 played itself out in the life of Jesus. False witnesses continued to challenge him. False witnesses tried to kill and bury him. False witnesses attacked his followers and put them to death. False witnesses are still trying to attack Jesus, attack the very ex his very existence on earth, his very existence in heaven. They want to attack, false witnesses do, his authority. False witnesses doubt his love. A false witness is deceitful, but a truthful witness saves lives. In the midst of all the attacks on Jesus and his holy word and the uh, and almighty God and the love of God, we have the truth. We have the truth. Oh, what does the Lord, word of God say about the truth? I'm hoping that somebody that understands the Bible just shouts it out. I don't know where you hear it. If you're listening to this on your podcast at work, just shout it out right now. In the midst of the attacks of the deceitful people, we have the truth. And what will the truth do? Somebody say it for me. The truth shall set you free. Somebody needs to hear that. Somebody needs to hear the fact that the truth will set them free. It'll set them free. I know people who are, are in, the, in evilness. I started listing all the people. They continue to be in frustration and anger and sadness. But we need to tell them the truth will set you free. And the truth is in God's holy word. And, God, and once you accept that and once you believe in that, it is a game changer. And nothing can stop you from that point on. So what is the truth in God's holy word? Who are the credible witnesses for the kingdom of God? And what did they say? And we continue with our list. And we remember that we had Peter, we had James, we had the apostles, we had the disciples, we had the 500 brothers. And lastly, Paul said, we had him who was abnormally born. I'm hoping to that list the Lord gives me the invitation and accepts, and I can accept the invitation and people will see and say, I know the list that Paul gave, but I'm adding Stephen Zachary to that list of people who witness to the kingdom of heaven. But I wanna to add to the list contained also in God's holy word. I'm gonna to add to that list right now when we go to 1 John, when we go to 1 John. As you're turning your Bibles to 1 John, we're going to understand that there is a continuation of the list that God's holy word gave through Paul that is also contained in 1 John. In 1 John, the author starts this way. And from a standpoint of an attorney, who has seen a number of witnesses on the stand. I like how this author presented it. That which is from the beginning 
And if you're in your Bible, if you're one of those Bible underlying people, have your pen out because there's some good underlining uh, witness testimony, which we have heard, underline heard, which we have seen, underline seen, which we have looked on and our hands have touched, underline touch. This we proclaim, this we testify to, this makes us the credible witness concerning the word of life. The, the word of life appeared. That wasn't a suggestion, that wasn't a maybe, that was a definitive statement that the author of, of 1 John said. I think you should underline that. The life appeared and we have seen it and we testify to it and we proclaim it to you, the eternal life which is with the Father and has appeared, underlined has appeared to us also. That's the credible testimony. Oh man, I can see him, the author sitting on the stand saying, I not only heard it, I heard it through the scriptures, but what I heard through the scriptures was revealed and, and realized from through in my eyes when I saw and touched Christ Jesus. When I saw and touched the resurrection of Christ Jesus. And that's what the author had firsthand knowledge. And he said, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. I write this so that your joy can be complete. That's the testimony that John was given to this church. He testified, he bared witness to the, and he proclaimed. And because of that, he became a strong witness. Somebody was telling me how did I want to have an understanding of it so you can fit it into your uh, everyday life. If a person says, I was at the corner of Elm and First Street and at nine o'clock in the morning, why were you at the corner of, of Elm Street and First Street at nine in the morning? Well, I had to pick up my medication and the drugstore opened at 9 a.m. and I wanted to be first in line. So I knew I had to be there at that corner at 9 a.m. What did you see? I saw the red car run the red light and hit the blue car. That's a credible witness. See, that's how credible we need to be for the kingdom of God. That's how credible our lifestyle needs to be for the kingdom of God. We need to understand that God not only touched the disciples 2,000 years ago, but Jesus Christ and his resurrection power is touching us each and every day. If coronavirus passed over your house, just like death passed over the Israelites' house when they were getting ready to leave Egypt, you should be shouting that the power of God and the love of God has jumped on us and saved us. If you still have your house, if you still have your career, if you still have your health, if your children are still alive, we should be jumping up in joy and saying nothing can hurt us. Our worth in Christ Jesus is better than anybody's words that they can say about us. If we start getting and understanding that as a people of God, we will continue to always have some joy. We will always continue to have some joy. The, the, the apostles, Jesus appeared to them, but we remember John was talking about how they touched and how they saw and how they felt, and that's why they were able to testify. And then that we also have to add in and put in that resurrection story about Thomas. If you didn't ever, never heard the resurrection of, uh, story of Thomas, 
is, is in John, the Gospel of John. So you got to go back a little bit. The Gospel of John, chapter 20. You might want to write that down and see where you are as a credible witness and ask yourself, am I a credible witness? Because what's very interesting is Thomas wasn't with the, the disciples when Jesus first appeared to them. And a week went by and the disciples were telling this incredible story to Thomas about the risen savior and they, and that they witnessed his resurrection and Thomas didn't believe them. And I, I can't believe that something that phenomenal would have happened and that, and they didn't continue to try to persuade Thomas, but he didn't, he was not persuaded by their testimony. Their testimony was incredible. Now I want you to understand that the week after Resurrection Sunday, that whole week, the witnesses to the resurrection couldn't convince Thomas. 2,000 years later, that same story has transformed 2 billion people. So we need to understand as we decide for ourselves if we're a credible witness, what happened? What happened? A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood next to them and said, peace be with you. I'm wondering how if that's the transform, transforming statement that somebody needs to hear today who's struggling with life. They might just need to hear the word of God say, peace be with you. They may not, just need to hear and see and feel a hug. I heard our neighbor lost a son a little while ago. Another neighbor told us, I, stayed, I, I kept calling, kept calling, kept calling, kept getting his voicemail for two days straight. Then all of a sudden my wife says, we have somebody at the door. And it's the, it was the gentleman who lost his son. And we came in and we just talked for a while. I said, I said, I was upset with myself. I want you to hear credible testimony. I told him I was upset at myself. He said, why? I said, because your son passed away and you did not know that I was a good enough neighbor to come over and talk about it and give comfort and feel love and feel peace. That's credible testimony. We should be in a situation where our neighbors know that if they are struggling or in need, that you are the place that can, they can come to get comfort and peace. Going on with, with Thomas, Thomas then, Jesus said, put, uh, put your finger here and see my hands. And he reached out his hands and put it into, into the side. And Jesus said, stop doubting and believe. And Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. And then Jesus told him, because you have seen, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And then the, the word goes on to say Jesus did other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe in Christ Jesus, the son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name. So we have John, the gospel of John ending, saying we, Jesus did a lot of things and the things that he did, the witnesses saw. All the miraculous signs. The, John in another part of his gospel said, what Jesus did 
was so vast that, that all the libraries in all the earth could not uh, chronicle them. That's what got them to, to be on fire for the Lord. We can still say today that all the miraculous things that, the, that through the power of God that happens today could not fill a library. I think each person can write their own book about what God has done for them. Those who hear and can have life in the name of the Lord. Those who hear and believe can have everlasting life. Those who believe and, and, he, and understand can have life and life more abundantly. Those who believe he, can have their inheritance in heaven and be a member of the family of God. Those who believe can have the riches that come from knowing Christ Jesus. What is the great riches that you have from knowing Christ Jesus? Jesus said it in himself to, to the disciples and Thomas, peace be with you. Is there anything greater you can have on earth than to have peace? Peace and no matter what circumstance that you're in, that's what we need. But he said, bless are those who hear it and believe. Blessed, and that's why we need credible testimony. That's why we need credible witnesses. We need credible witnesses so that others can be blessed. I'm hoping that you understand that. We need credible witnesses to the kingdom of heaven so that other people can be blessed. We need, we need credible witnesses so that those that do not understand the five billion, that they can be transformed, they can understand, and they can have peace in Christ Jesus. That's what I believe Jesus is looking for. And I'm hoping that when he sees you, and when people see you, well, let me take that step back so I can get this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna close out of here, Jeff. I'm getting ready to close out. When people see you, I'm hoping that they see the Lord Jesus. When I get up and do my opening argument and my client is sitting next to me, sitting there, I said it just like that. When my client is sitting next to me and I stand up and I say, I am gonna speak on behalf of my client. But when you hear words come out of my mouth, it is not me talking, it is me. I want you to believe that it is I am saying what my client wishes for me to say. And I think that that's what, what the Lord wants us. We, we should be saying what is coming out of my mouth is I'm just saying the testimony of what I saw, heard, and felt, and touched. But what I'm saying is I'm saying what God wants me to tell you. See, when we get to that point where we can say, and we can say with credibility that this is what I believe I need to say to you, because of what the miraculous signs that were shown to me. And, I, and that's what makes me credible. Just look at my life. If you don't believe what I'm saying, if actions need to speak louder than words, then this is what I want my actions to say. I want my actions, and when people do an inventory of my life, they will say that I walk in the light of Christ. Even though in the days that I might have been in darkness, I want people to say he, he saw the light and he followed the light and he was in the word of God and the word of God flowed through him. And that because of that, I'm going to try what he tried. I'm going to taste and see what he tasted and see, saw. 
And from that, we're going to have people being transformed for the kingdom of God. It can only happen through the testimony of those who understand and know Christ Jesus, those people whose lifestyle, it reflects the love of God. And so I think that each person, a week after Resurrection Sunday, if you believed in the resurrection, if you believe in God Almighty, if you believe in everlasting life, then I'm gonna ask you, are you do your words speak, do your actions speak louder than words? And are you a credible witness for the kingdom of God? Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Thank you to all our guests. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stephen Zachary Minister Gilbert, the Arizona Message Ministry on Facebook. And feel free to send me an email to the message2.us or to my private website, stephenzachary.com. Thank you to Haribo Books for supporting us. That's haribobooks.com. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.